Brittany. What did you do yesterday? Well, I went to an advanced screening of A Big Little Lies, the TV show, based off the book Big Little Lies by Leanne Marty. That's weird because that's exactly what I did too. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> We're so famous. <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Oh my gosh. So this was such an exciting opportunity from Entertainment Weekly to be able to go and see the first episode ahead of the premiere of HBO's Big Little Lies. Yes. Big Little Lies premieres on Sunday, February 19th, 2017, yes. on HBO. Yes. And we got to see it on the 16th, 16th of February. That's, that's like three days. So before three days, yeah. Yes, before the whole entire world. Yeah. That's pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I don't want to like flip my hair too much, but we're pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm flipping. Yeah. I'm flipping my hair. <laughs> flip, 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 flip. <laughs> It was such an awesome experience. And we actually went down to Washington, D.C. to see the premiere at the AMC Theater in Georgetown. And it was really nice. So nice. The seats were recliners. Yes. I couldn't, however, I couldn't like get the recliner right. I kept jerking back and forth. And <laughs> did you see me shake the, the chair? No. The woman next to me was like, can you calm down? I'm like, I can't control it. <laughs> it's got a mind of its own. <laughs> the computers are taking over. <laughs> Uh, but then what else was nice about the theater? We also got free popcorn. Yes, free, and, a free, yeah, and a free drink. And a free drink. And it was just a very exciting time all around. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. And apparently they had just made updates to that theater. So mm -hmm. I feel like it was the perfect time to be hyping the theater and going to it. Because it honestly was just like a hole in the wall type of movie theater. It was mm -hmm. just off the street. Didn't really have any signage towards it or any big pillars. It just had the marquee signs. Yeah. And that was about it. Mm -hmm. And it was like under all these like weird, architecturally awesome bridges. Mm -hmm. And right next to the water. Yeah, right next to the water. Oh. And these little shops mm -hmm. that that kind of like harbor place type look. An ice skating rink. Anyway, back to Big Little Lies. That's Big Little Lies. That's kind of what we're here for, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about our experience going there and seeing the first episode of Big Little Lies. So after we got back from taking a little walk around D.C., I went to the bathroom. <laughs> I was in the bathroom doing my thing, and I heard tap dancing. I was like, who is tap dancing in the bathroom? So I just leave it alone, finish my stuff, go out of the stall and start washing my hands. All of a sudden, I see this little tiny boy tap dancing out of the stall. And I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, what is going on? And so I look at him and I'm washing my hands, I'm like, hi, you know. And he's like, hello, sir, how are you? Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm good. And I feel like anyone knows if you're in the bathroom with a little kid, no parents around, you're not going to sit communicate. there and talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's no, that's that no place. That doesn't happen except in Lifetime movies. <laughs> exactly. So I'm trying to avoid him. Yeah, he keeps talking to me. And he's like, are you here to see the premiere of Big Little Lies? And I look at him and I'm like, all right, well, I'm trying to wash my hands and get out of the bathroom. But yeah, I'm, I'm here to see the Big Little Lies. And as I'm walking out, my hand is on the doorknob. And he says, well, I'm an actor in the show. And so I look, I, like, I stop and I halt. He's sitting there washing his hands and everything. And I think he's still tap dancing. <laughs> he was a little... He <laughs> he's was a, talented. He was a movable little kid. 
I, I look at him and I'm like, I was like, you're an actor. You're an actor in the show? And he was like, yeah, I play Ziggy. And I was like, Ziggy as in the main child of the TV show or book? And he's like, yeah, are you an AD? I don't know what an AD is. Assistant? <laughs> I think it was assistant director maybe or an, or like an administrator for Entertainment Weekly. I don't know. I was like, no, I'm not an AD. You're in Washington, D.C. in a bathroom. Yeah, exactly. I took the time to plug Audio Shelf <laughs> to this little boy. And I said, I actually do a podcast. We review the book. And then now we're doing the premiere of the TV show. We're going we're to review the TV show. And he was like, oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. And I'm like, thanks. And I was like shell shocked. I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know this kid, but he's famous. And I'm nervous. More famous than us. More famous than us. And so I walk out of the bathroom and he's like side by side, like with me walking out. And I'm making this crazy like, oh my God, face. It was weird. He walks out (laughs) and he's just like smiling. And I'm like, what the heck happened in that bathroom? What kind of bathroom is that? And so, and then I'm like, Brittany, did you see the little boy? And I'm like sitting there pointing. And Brittany's like, what little boy? And I'm like, am I making this up? It was all in your head. (laughs) Uh, am You're I actually schizophrenic. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. No one can understand me because I'm like, I just saw a famous person. I just saw a little actor. I don't even know his name. All of a sudden, you guys see this little kid doing karate moves. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing taekwondo, like in the, the lobby of the theater. Mm-hmm. And our friend Karen went with us and... She was just like, she's like, what kind of, what are you, what are you doing? What kind of moves are you doing? And he goes, I'm doing Taekwondo, ma'am. And then at that point, we all were just kind of like, what? Ma'am? Ma'am? What? How old are we? Where are we? What year is it? (laughs) This kid had so many manners. It was so cute. So many manners. He was so polite and he was so talented. Some of the people at the bar like made him tap dance. Yeah, they're making him tap dance. I felt like he was a little monkey. Yes. Doing circus tricks for for these paying customers at a bar. Yeah. So he was like tap dancing and they were filming it, which felt really weird. weird and we were actually standing in in the line behind the mother of this young actor mm-hmm. your son is famous a famous actor like how does this i'm curious as to how she feels like yeah he seemed very personable he was very. like he was the type of kid that knows what he wants to be when he grows up at the age of two mm-hmm. and he's a performer he was so adorable with his little tap shoes and he his, had a little sports coat sports coat and jeans and jeans <laughs> He was like so he was like a director from the 90s. Oh my goodness. This young actor's name was Ian Armitage. And, and he was really talented. So talented, so polite. We took kind of a stalker picture of him. Oh, totally. And we will, we'll post it. Yeah. But he was so adorable. He was really adorable. But it was just the weirdest interaction, interaction in a bathroom I've ever had in my life. Is that your first like weird interaction in a bathroom with a child? I mean, yes. <laughs> it was so creepy. <laughs> I realized after I said it, I was like, when would you have the opportunity to have other weird interactions with children? Well, he was telling everyone that he was part of the show. Yeah. Which is completely adorable. And he was in it a lot. He's He's huge. He's the main character kid. And he's good. So let's talk about the actual show. Yeah. Because we haven't actually done that yet. (laughs) But it was such a great, memorable night. Yeah, it was a great experience. It's good to kind of reminisce. Mm -hmm. What did you think? What are your initial thoughts? I was really impressed by everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, usually with kids, I'm thinking, "Mm, okay, these are going to be Beethoven level actors that are like not that highly skilled. Beethoven. (laughs) You know, the dog movie where there's like a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. They're good actors, but they're just not like, I don't know, award winning, like Haley Steinfeld kind of kids Mm -hmm. and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. 
I went in ready to not be as judgmental of the kids as I normally would be. I guess <laughs> I like to judge kids. Um, but these kid, these child actors were amazing. Were so good, especially in Armitage. Yeah. So good. Yeah, he was so good. Abigail, the teenage daughter yes. of Madeline. Mm-hmm. Hate her already. Hate her. But that's her purpose. Chloe. Chloe was adorable. Oh my God. The little networking yes. thing. Oh, she's networking. Oh, of course she is. <laughs> and also the the lead actresses. Oh. Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, and Shailene Woodley. I love their chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Especially Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. Best I, friends. Yeah, I feel like they're best friends. Yes. And it's interesting because when we did this episode re- reviewing the audiobook for Big Little Lies, we talked about our doubts. Mm-hmm. Of course, we love Reese Witherspoon. Of course, we love Nicole Kidman. But we were like, I don't know if we would have chose them for the roles. I honestly would have flip-flopped them. Yeah, before. Yeah. I can't see anybody being Celeste but Nicole Kidman. And I can't see anybody being Madeline except for Reese Witherspoon. She's so good. I I feel like it's a different role for Reese Witherspoon than what she's done in the past, which Mm -hmm. is interesting because she's just so... Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, she's just so fast and she's so smart with her lines and everything like that. She's very sarcastic in this role. Yes. And very fierce and feisty. Yeah. And she's just so perfect. I can't place another movie where she's been like that. Like, I know Sweet Home Alabama, she was kind of businesswoman. But in this, she's different from that role because she's less businesslike and more... Socialite. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And we know we've seen Nicole Kidman in those vulnerable roles before. Mm-hmm. But this one is just... You can tell her character is hiding something. Yeah, she's like always thinking. Mm-hmm. And so Nicole is able to show she's always in this headspace of different thoughts running through her mind, even though she doesn't say anything. You can just see all of the things that are going on in her head. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And let's not forget about Shailene Woodley. Yes. So there's a couple of times in our lives where we have seen her perform Secret Life of American Teenager. Blech. Not the best. (laughs) Not the best at all. And Divergent, but let's blame the material. (laughs) I thought she was really good in Big Little Lies. She was secretive. She was hurt. She was scared sometimes. But I really liked how she actually felt like Ziggy's mom. Mm -hmm. They have very good chemistry. Yeah, they do. Which makes me think, I'm like, the whole time I was in line, when we were waiting for everyone to kind of load in the theater, I was thinking, I wonder if that mom is jealous no. Her son is the son of Shailene Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Shailene Woodley is now your mom. Have fun. <laughs> I wonder what it's like for young actors to be going through that. I know from a TV series standpoint, like with Andy Griffith and stuff like mm-hmm. that, Ron Howard was able to never identify Andy Griffith as his father because he had a really great father. Mm-hmm. He thought of him as just like a grown-up friend and mentor basically Mm -hmm. but i wonder what it's like for other actors who don't have that type of experience as children to be that young Mm -hmm. i mean he was like he was betraying a six-year-old and i'm not sure how old he actually is because his birth date isn't on imbd or anything Mm -hmm. but i think he's eight because i was eavesdropping and the mom and her friend was like i can't believe you're eight years old and going on all these adventures as an actor Oh, okay so he was still really young especially when they filmed this he would have been probably Seven, mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. I don't know. Having a small child and then someone else pretending to be their mother through a series of mm-hmm. a TV show. It must be confusing. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. Yeah. Like but the connections you build. Yeah. But they definitely had 
great chemistry between the two. Oh, yeah. Especially when Ziggy came out after the first day of orientation, and he was so excited, and Shailene Woodley's character, Jane, was like, Ziggy, oh my god, you had such a great time, I'm so excited for you. And then there was just such a genuine moment. Yeah. And I really just enjoyed that, watching them two interact with each other. Let's talk a little bit about the scene change. Mm -hmm. So in the book, it takes place in Australia. Mm Mm-hmm. Caroline Lee does a phenomenal job with the narration and everything Mm -hmm. um, of the book and of the different characters, but they're not Australian in the TV series. They're American, and they're from California, Monterey. Monterey. They kept mentioning that a lot through the premiere. Yes. Especially Madeline's character. Mm -hmm. When you're in Monterey- Everybody's friendly. (laughs) Welcome to Monterey. She kept saying it. She did. But how did you feel about the location change? I, of course, I'm going to be biased because I'm in America, but- I really liked it because it was kind of close to home. I couldn't really see a difference between Monterey and Australia. I think the one key element was that the water was present. And there's a lot of beaches and a lot of waves crashing. And for me, I've never been to Australia. So when I think of Australia, I think of just kind of getting there by boat. I think of water, right? Yeah, I mean, the town There's that it was based in in Australia was also another little beachy uh, a little beach town. Yeah, a little beach town. And I didn't really get the impression that, oh, this would have been better in Australia. I didn't get that feeling either. I thought going into it that I would see differences, but Leanne Moriarty really wrote the book for it to be anywhere. Yeah, very in generalized. Any, yeah. In any sort of life, this could happen. I'm not saying that like murder can happen wherever but Mm -hmm. it's possible the basis of the book is something that happens every day bullying and trauma Mm -hmm. it's something that does happen and so i think those aspects were able to easily come to america (laughs) easily come to america yes definitely uh but yeah i really liked the scene change Mm -hmm. what did you think about the time the episode covered from across the book. Oh my gosh, I feel like it only covered two chapters yeah. of the book. And I was hooked. So hooked. I mean, I cannot wait for the second episode. I mean, I might watch the first one again just to see if there's anything I missed. Yeah, definitely. And also to get those ratings, even though I don't have a Nielsen box, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm going to watch the first episode again. And I'm also really excited for all the episodes to come mm-hmm. because it's just really cool. Yeah. And this is a limited series. So I don't mm-hmm. think HBO plans to have a second season. They can't. They can't. They need to end it this season. Yeah. And I I agree. It only covered about two chapters, but it was the most important aspects mm-hmm. of those chapters. And I think it really set us up for who these women are. Yeah. And we, what's going to happen. And we saw a lot of like interactions from the people that were giving police interviews. Because the way that the book starts, if you haven't read or listened to the book at all, there's a lot of police interviews from the parents of the school at trivia night. So they're being interviewed of what happened, what took place. And you don't know what that something is. That doesn't come until the end. But you just hear their takes. Like, that's just how Madeline is. And you're either team Madeline or team Renata. Yeah. yeah. And you can't be mushy at 40. It's kind of lame. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. When they're that. talking about Celeste and her husband, Perry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just very cool how they set it up. Because that was something that I 
wasn't anticipating being done well, mm-hmm. but it really was. And I really liked it because in the show, it was so vast and back and forth, but it kept you involved and anticipating what's going to happen. And it was kind of like the premiere did this thing where it was going to tell you the killer and it was going to tell you who died, but mm-hmm. it never did. Oh, it didn't give gender identification at all. Mm-hmm. It didn't give any sort of clues except for what happened, the mm-hmm. contusion and stuff like that and falling. Yeah, and but what it did give me was blue balls. <laughs> I don't even my brain is literally blank right now as to what to go next. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a lot of like sexual scenes in the Oh yeah, totally. Is that what you're talking about? No. What were you talking Just about? Just that anticipation of oh. of who is going to be the killer. Okay. And who is going to be dead? I thought it was going to be all the sexy scenes. Well, Alexander Skarsgård, he is in it to win it. How did Nicole Kidman do it? It's just so... I mean, she's got a hot husband, so like... She's got a hot husband. It's ridiculous that she can touch more than one. (laughs) (laughs) There there is a lot of, like, sexuality, and there's a lot to come Mm -hmm. in many different ways. Figuratively and <laughs> literally. literally. <laughs> oh my god, we're so dirty. <laughs> That's a little preview of. Oh, we haven't ever said the name yet. Oh wow. We'll have to bleep that. Bleep that. Bleep that producer. <laughs> but yeah, so I just loved how the episode was filmed and directed, mm-hmm. and it was just written perfectly. It mirrored very much so the book. Yes, and it did it very well. I'm really impressed that they were able to give us a taste of all three of the main moms, and then also give us a little bit extra of Renata. Oh, I love Renata. I can't say that I felt the connection between Amabella and Renata mm-hmm. in the same way that we felt Jane and Ziggy's connection. Mm-hmm. But that connection between Amabella and Renata really wasn't in the book either. It yeah. just seemed like Renata was just a mom mm-hmm. that went to work, didn't see her kids a lot, and that's what she did. She mm-hmm. was more powerful and successful than anything else. And they gave her a scene yeah. where she was able to vocalize that. And she was like, of course I joined the board of PayPal. Ugh. <laughs> it's going to be so difficult. I don't have any time. Who would have done that? Ooh, Me. <laughs> I would have because I love money. But her creepy husband. So creepy. Ooh, and I was don't he, like him. I don't like him at all. Mm-hmm. But And I want to take it back a little step. And I, I love the TV version of Renata because I, I love Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. And she plays it very well. But just to kind of go back to the book. Hated Renata in the book. Renata was evil. I don't like the character of Renata in the TV series either, but that's not because she's poorly done. It's because she's created amazingly and and acted uh, fantastically. And I think the biggest shock is we went into this not reading anything about the series at all. Hmm. So we didn't read articles. We didn't read the Wikipedia or the IMBD. The only thing that we knew were the character parts. Mm-hmm. For the three main leads. Yeah. That's about that's about all that we saw because it's all the spoilers we wanted mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. So we didn't realize that this was created by David E. Kelly, or at least I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I mean, had I, seen it. I think it. I read something about it or Reese Witherspoon said something about it in an interview. Mm-hmm. But- David Kelly is one of my favorite show creators of all time. He's also Sean's favorite as well. Yes. Sean loves Boston Legal. And I love Ally McBeal and The Practice and all those other Boston Public. Oh, my God. I can go on. But David Kelly. All everything Boston. (laughs) But David Kelly is one of my favorites. And I just when I saw his name, I gasp. 
And I looked over and Karen was like, what? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, no, I'm just really excited about David E. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, because his like, name came on the screen. And one of the interesting things that Sean actually brought up was David E. Kelly's love of that type of music that sounds real jazzy. It's upbeat and it's kind of like hip mm-hmm. sounding. A good example of the music is like that song for the love of money that plays in the Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm thing it's in like the opening credits or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. that kind of music he really likes to put that in there mm-hmm. and i didn't even realize that but in ally mcbeal there's a lot of that there's music. a lot of music in ally mcbeal boston public there's mm-hmm. it's like it's like smooth jazz mm-hmm. and it's just really yeah mellow and i mean i just imagine like and... boston legal like james spader walking down a hallway with that kind of music definitely get what you're saying with all the music and really it's just fun to watch it's very enjoyable the hour went by so quick yes i did not want it to end i was hoping that they would give us like maybe all the episodes <sighs> maybe entertainment weekly will do that eventually maybe we'll just get a dvd package mm-hmm. of course we want to thank entertainment weekly for giving this uh, this opportunity to be present and be invited to this premiere and we had reserved seating it was fantastic Ugh, i loved it it was so good And we're going to post pictures on our Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. So make sure you follow us. Our Twitter handle is at AudioShelfMe. And our Facebook is at AudioShelf. So please click that subscribe button and follow us on those formats. Mm -hmm. And tell us what you think about Big Little Lies. A lot of people, after I posted the picture of the reserved seating, a lot of people were saying that they didn't like the book. That's very valid. And we want to hear your feedback. Yeah. We love it. You guys might have hated it. So... We love to hear that that conversation and dialogue between us. So let us know what you think after the premiere this evening. Yes, this evening. Oh my God, I can't believe it comes out tonight. I know. We saw it three days ago. I know, it's so (laughs) exciting. All right, well, thank you for joining us and we'll see you Monday. Bye. Bye. Adios. Secrets, secrets are no fun. Secrets, secrets, tell everyone. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. A bunch of people came in and started, like, greeting the people that were ahead of us. We were probably, when the line started, about six or eight people from mm-hmm. the front. And then all these people started coming in and were pretending to be friends of the people that were ahead of us mm-hmm. and some of the other people that were just in line in general standing around. And so we ended up being like 20th yeah. behind. And this theater is not big anymore after it's new. So we were worried. Of, well, I, I was at least freaking out about seats because mm-hmm. we traveled an hour yeah. to go to this premiere. Definitely. And we were invited by Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. And so I was like, can these people stop being butters right now? (laughs) Butters? Like, is there there a rule for these butters? And there's no direction from anyone. Yeah. Oh, Mm. yeah. It was just, it was just kind of a Butters gone wild. Butters, yeah, it was butters gone (sighs) wild. And then we also, we had to talk about dinner. We had dinner after at... Farmer's Fisher Bakers. Mmm, so good. Yeah, which has a lot of seafood and just yummy, yumminess. And what did you order? I got tacos. Mmm. Yeah. Steak tacos. Steak tacos and onion rings. That sounds so good. It was It really was good because I ate some of your yes, onion rings. Yeah. 
How was your salad? I, had, <laughs> I was going to say, I had this wonderful salad. It was good. I had steak on my salad. I had red cabbage and it was this nice dressing. It was so good. And then, of course, I stole everyone else's food. That's how I do it. I mean, we all kind of like shared. Mm -hmm. It was open. It's just we had a hot waiter and I didn't want to order something big. <laughs> you so know. you ordered a salad. <laughs> A basic meal on a menu at a restaurant that you've never had before. You order basic. Well, I looked at him. I said, I'll have a salad, please. Thank you. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then walked away. Mm -hmm. Well, the salad was good. Mm, yeah. Say, Brittany, what are you wearing tonight? Like red carpet stuff? Okay. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> Like, I know what you mean, but <laughs> on a podcast, it comes through a little strange. <laughs> your no. face was so happy. I didn't want to like let well, you down. I figured you'd be like a color run t-shirt. <laughs> a t-shirt. These kind of pants, my pants. <laughs> these kind of pants. What do you got against these kind of pants? <laughs> Fountain Farmers has a lot of breads. Oh, that's the air. Let me go turn it off. Sorry. Technical. Waiting for bread to turn off the air. Because making noise in here. And we gotta have complete silence. Because we're cool and we're reviewing this book. But we're talking about a restaurant right now, which is normal. Wait, what? Why are you looking at me like that no. for? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, I don't. I was, I was thinking in my head, how should we say it? Oh, man, my foot is like really asleep. Punch it. Ow. It hurts. <laughs> why, why do people punch their sleeping limbs? It doesn't I, wake them up. I always punch and kick and slam. That's why you have knee problems. That is true. <laughs> Bou uh, bounce? Mm -hmm. Bounce. A bounce. Cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Keptio. 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 Yeah, something so One of my friends in Australia. I don't know what we're doing right now. <laughs> um. <clears throat>